Welcome to the Wee Warriors podcast, the Japanese-inspired podcast brought to you by the Fish Steaks crew. If you hear something that you'd like to see from this episode, we have the video version on our YouTube channel, Fish Steaks. Thanks for listening. Okay, hello. Welcome back to episode two of the Wee Warriors podcast. Uh, speaking of two. Speaking of two, as you can see, there is only two of us. Um, F. But it's fine. You know, still got double the weeb. Uh, we fired Morgan because she's not weeb enough. No, 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 no I'm joking. She just took this episode yeah, you off. Might, you might have noticed in the last episode she hadn't watched many anime, so out. Yeah. Didn't meet the requirements, so no, we're all the... looking for replacements. <laughs> if you would like to join the weeb warriors, if you've got your CV, drop your CV in the comments. There's a forum down below. You can post your CV and uh, you can be one of the weeb warriors. Uh, no, no, no. It's taking time off. But anyway, we'll. The show must go on. Um, so today is, in fact, a very different episode as it is a coronavirus special. Um, since the coronavirus has hit the world because that one guy wants to eat bat soup, um, we've shout out to him. No, no, no shout out to him. No, sh- is he is he still alive? No, nah, he can't be. He can't be. I don't know to be honest. He can't be. Uh, but yeah, since You'd since that not, happened. But- the, the world has paused, including Japan, so there's not really much going on we can talk about apart from, like, the odd thing. So we're going to try and hopefully fill an hour today with uh, coronavirus and Japan-related content. Um, so the first point we would usually talk about is anime and manga, but obviously a lot of that's been paused or delayed because no one can work, no one, everyone's at home. So... I guess we can talk about the knock-on effect pausing anime has had, which is, you know, pretty standard, really, I'd assume. It's just like... I feel like... I mean, I would imagine manga is still being worked on, but there's no... Like, there's no medium to release it on. Yeah, maybe. I like, mean, the weekly jump in that. I am, like... I'm, I would assume the artists are working. In fact, it's probably, like, a great opportunity to get more done, but it's just not being released if it's, like, on hold. Possibly, but then what's like what is involved in the production of manga? Because it I, surely it's not just printing. the artists. It's got to be yeah, the printing. It's got to be the like the, the writing as well, possibly. Um, and typically, they'd probably be in the same office, wouldn't they? Like the writers and the artists would probably be in the same office, so they'd know how to draw things and they'd be able to communicate how to draw things better and illustrate things. I mean, better. there'll be like a whole team involved that are obviously not together, but. For someone like, like Kishimoto wrote and drew Naruto, so I feel like someone of his elk, yeah. it's like prime time to be doing stuff. Yeah, maybe, maybe we might see a surge in manga when this is like a few months <clears throat> in. But I know like a lot of movies, like anime movies, have been pushed just because like no one can go to the cinema and watch them. So, which same is happening with, um, everywhere. Like that's the same with normal episodes as well. A lot of episodes are getting delayed because they haven't got enough. Um, uh, people to work on them and obviously because i imagine you've got to have specific uh, equipment to be able to do animation like you've got to have pcs and and systems that can handle like high processing um what's the word and, like capabilities people won't have that at home so trying to produce something that like an animation power. might be unlimited power oh yeah unlimited power <laughs> It might it might go very 
awful. I mean, yeah, I imagine it's to. it's like, although I mean it is Tokyo, but then again, I just imagine the typical yeah. like Japanese household probably doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't. In fact, I'll get onto it. that in a bit, but I'll save that for when we talk about yeah. the knock-on effect of work. Um, but yeah, it's probably. I assume no anime is being produced because again, you got to be in an office, and there's a team for that as well. Like yeah. it's not just one guy that animates. It's like a ton of them, so yeah. and they're not going to be together, and they would need to communicate. So I'm guessing all anime is just on hold. I think some. I think I've seen some have been delayed, um, but I don't know if that necessarily means they're still working on it while they're at home, or if it just well, means I would that they're guess delaying that the release to try and keep it going a lot longer. Yeah, like the the episodes that are being delayed will already be made because it gets made in advance. But you've got to account for the fact that no one's working now so if you were to keep putting them episodes out there's going to be a point where there's no episodes left and then they've got to catch yeah. up which is not ideal so so they're just delaying I guess to try and keep themselves yeah. ahead a little bit really yeah it's mental it is mental um yeah so films have been delayed obviously um anime has been delayed because they can't work on it manga has been delayed possibly been delayed I well, think, um, I'm guessing it's just not being produced, but yeah, I mean, I would I, assume it's being worked on. I think there's one. I think it might be Boku no Hero. Um, is still being released as a manga, not as an anime. Obviously, season four that ended recently, but uh, I think the manga is still going. I think there's been some new series, although I think it has slowed down in terms of like the release and the chapters. Maybe Jump is still going. I don't know. Because I assume convenience stores are open in Japan. Yeah. It might also be just short, short team, like um, smaller teams in the offices. Like Maybe not everyone is at home. Maybe there is still people in there. It's just a lot less than usual. Again, though, that stuff would have been, will be made in advance. So it might just slow down a little bit. But Yeah. But it's, there's yeah. tons of stuff in Jump. So it's like. Yeah. There's probably still plenty to release. Plus, I think their their lockdown was a lot long. It was a lot shorter than ours, wasn't it? Or at least, uh, like, yeah, because they're doing <laughs> now anyway. They've done it properly. Like, yeah, they, yeah. Also, on like all of Asia did it properly. Like, obviously, it started in China and they got over it pretty quick. Um, I was reading yesterday, South Korea had a surge, and I quote a surge in new infections. They had seventy nine new infections, so they tightened the lockdown. We're on like ten thousand deaths oh. and we're about to open Primark for like a party. So <laughs> Yeah. It's madness. I like how they capture like, that as like seventy nine extra cases as a surge. It's like compared yeah. to our surge, which is still the first one, it's still like not in, like compared to our numbers. It's insane. Oh, like the Western world has just like handled it ridiculously because money. I was reading as well. It's it's strange that that's happened because apparently, um, I don't know about other Asian uh, countries, but Japan's probably one of the only countries um, that cannot like execute um, official orders. Like they can't enforce people to stay at home. They can't enforce uh, repercussions if you break that. Like they they can't force you to stay at home. They can't fine you if you don't. Apparently. I don't know how true that source is, but um, I think it probably more... If that is true, it probably more says more about the, the people and their cultures. Like, they still respect yeah. their government and they're still smarter to 
no, you know, stay at home, don't go outside, there's a pandemic, it's not worth it. So I mean, to be fair, like, so we're based in the UK, and for, as far as I can tell, there's no repercussions here for going outside, but the difference is everyone's doing it. Yeah. Like, I think we should probably address, we've got a friend that works um, for the NHS, and there is some stuff that, that um, is happening, so like, I, I believe, uh, uh, what is it called, traffic, uh, a transport police. They are going around and checking the validity oh, yeah. of your travel and things like that, and I don't know if, but there's no, like, nothing happens if yeah. you're there and you haven't got the right documents to show. They're just like, right, well, don't do that again. It's yeah, like, I right. think. So he's obviously got a note for work because he works for the health system, so he needs to go into work. But I think he's he's told us once before that, um, he he had a note and someone else didn't, but they just told him to get off at the next train and not yeah. do that again at the next stop and don't do that again. And that's like that's not enough. Like we need to be enforcing people or making an example of people to not do that again like it can't keep happening because people are just gonna go oh, okay i'll get off at the next stop but then they'll get on the next train and go to wherever they want to go because they haven't they haven't had anything yeah. they've just been told to get off like, that's it but there's no fines or not no there's no fines but Which, japan by the sounds of it, it yeah, it's apparently. the same in japan yeah but... but they've been they've been responsible and they've been respecting that like um i guess not well, order but it? like I mean, yeah, but it's common sense to us, but to other people, it might be like, ah, well, it, it won't happen to me. It's not in Merseyside, or it's not in London, or whatever, but Japan seems to be, like, respectful of that, like, fear and that um, possibility. Well, it's just like, I mean, we mentioned last episode, it's a nation founded on respect. Yeah, I'm and so. Um, yeah, it's purely it just going to be that, and it? it's like, yeah. well, we've been told to stay inside, so we're going to stay inside. I think the um, trains and stuff are still running. Well, yeah. they must be because there's going to be people that are key workers. Even I, in Japan, I was about so. to jump onto that. Yeah, it's um, one of the things that have um, been noticed with Japan obviously going into lockdown is people have probably seen clips on on the internet of what Japan's train systems are like, where people are getting if they're so full, people are getting pushed on. Uh, and they actually have people that that are getting paid to push people on yeah, trains. Their job is to push people in. Their job is to it's get mad, as many like, people on a train as possible. So we mentioned last time that we we've been to Japan, right? And like there are times when like you're waiting for a train and it's clearly full. Like the carriage is full, but people get on anyway. People still get on into like no space. Yeah. It's mad, and they'll just like push their way back. It's, it's madness. And what's even weirder is everyone else around that still respects that. Like, if that happened here yeah, but in it's the normal. UK... <laughs> yeah, if that happened here in the UK and a train pulled up and it was full and we tried to get on, people would be, like, tutting, they'd be sighing, they'd be, like, rolling their eyes. But in there, they're just like, yeah, it, it, make do with what you got to make do. Get past there if you want to. And it's like... It's like there's absolutely no room and they're just somehow squeezing in. And then yeah. they're hanging out, the door can't close. So some guy comes along and pushes everyone in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they literally push people in. I think, um, to be fair, most of our train travels weren't that bad because we weren't going on like the um, what yeah. is it, the financial lines and stuff like that, like to the um, to the main corporate side of we town. Had, like, there, were, there were some busy ones, like Harajuku on a Sunday morning. Yeah. It was pretty busy because that's like the day everyone goes. Yeah. But even but, then, it wasn't insanely bad. I think there was only one we also, that I could class was really bad, but... It was I feel like we avoided 
rush hour as well. We were either earlier than rush hour or just slightly after like eight o'clock. Yeah. So I feel I, like seven, eight o'clock is when it gets mental. And like we were either mad early, like four a.m. or like nine. Yeah. So and even, if you're even gonna then, go, like a lot of the uh, busier trains are only busy for a short amount of time because there's that many stations in between it, each, like uh, in between each other. So you could get on a really packed train, but then the next station, everyone would get off, and it would be like it'd still be quite packed, but not as busy, like to the degree where you like shoulder to shoulder with someone. Yeah, it's pretty much on their trains, all standing room as well. So mm. there's like plenty of room, as opposed to ours. Anyway, yeah. Th- rail. <laughs> when when I got back, I was like, because the, the Japan trains have like these uh, little hoops that you can hang on to from the, like the top. And they have them, like, right the way down the train, even in between the seats and everything. Like, it's so helpful. On ours, we have the seats, and that's it. We have, in the between where you get on, there's, like, these little poles that you can hang on to, which is about it. If you don't get onto one of them, good luck. You're going to have to hold on to someone you're next to when the train stops. Otherwise, you're going right the way back. But yeah. I don't know why we don't have them. Like, our, ba- our trains are quite busy. Often. Well, because it's, f- it's full of seats, though, isn't it? Like, they expect everyone to want a seat and sit down. We have those little areas where you can stand in, but, but I think like, it's more efficient to just stop standing room. Like there is seats, by the way. If you're like, yeah, they're just <laughs> infirm the, or along elderly the side, and you're instead about of going. like instead of like facing each other, going right the way down the carriage. So they're just along the side of the train or along the side of the carriage, right the way down. <laughs> uh, and general rule is that like people will give up their seat for someone who yeah. clearly needs it because again, it's Japan and they're respectful. Yeah, like um age or pregnancy or anything yeah. like that yeah just to be respectful if you have a seat more i mean that, that happens here sometimes but more often in japan like if you if you see an elderly uh person get on in japan or a pregnant woman you almost immediately have to stand up and offer them your seat so yeah i mean i feel like it rarely happens here to be fair yeah, it's. I mean, do the whole thing of like, oh, just pretend I don't see him. In yeah, in Japan, it's it's more of a it's more of a requirement, but here it's more of a like you'd have to be you'd be classed as a good Samaritan if you did it here. But if you did it there, it's like if you don't do it, you're an evil person. Is essentially like what the difference is. That's the closest I can sort of relate the difference there. But yeah, and despite it being so packed, like you'd think it was like a disease incubator but also everyone in asia wears masks all of the time it's not just a thing because coronavirus has come about so it's like everyone get your masks like it's always been like that they're generally a very clean country and you know what's mad i don't think we spoke about this last episode but there's no bins in japan <laughs> but yeah. also no litter we like, didn't speak they're about super this, clean yeah. and efficient country but we had some real trouble with finding bins yeah, like, I think so. They have obviously. They have, I think we haven't spoken about this either, but they have like vending machines out in the street, which is a phenomenon to us, purely based on if that was oh, in England, they would get vandalized yeah. so quickly. But again, respect. Again, that's respect that keeps them running and keeps them going. But I think there's only bins where the vending machines are, and even then, not all vending machines have bins. It's just, the, but there's still no litter. It's it's weird. I think I know, like. So, like, in the theme parks, obviously, there, there's plenty of bins yeah. in, like, Disneyland. There were times when I would buy breakfast and then keep the wrapping on me till I got to Disneyland because I knew there'd be a bin yeah. in Disney. Like, that's how few and far between the we, bins are. I can't tell you how many times I came back from stuff 
throughout our day and my bag would just have like the day's rubbish in it because like yeah, fill in the bin just, every day in the hotel this yeah yeah just yeah empty out the day's rubbish <laughs> the thing is there is no bins on streets it's usually in buildings or in you know obviously um attractions and stuff but in the streets there's nothing but it's still remarkable because there's no litter it's weird yeah, I think it's sort of like, I mean, there's no law against it, because um, even a day drinking in the street is legal in Japan, but I think it's just like frowned upon to eat and drink in mm. public, like while you're walking around. People don't generally do it. Like and, uh, We did it we a couple are. of times. Yeah, yeah, because we were like, tourists. we're on tight schedule. And uh, tourists. We didn't really have time to sit and eat breakfast, no. so we sort of ate it on the move. But also... We're clearly not Japanese, and we were clearly there, like as tourists. So I feel like there's a little yeah. bit of leniency. They, they were a bit more forgiving, forgiving, because um, they just look at someone eating food, then they looked at us, and they were like, "Ah, oh, the Western, okay, fair enough." Yeah, they're rude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they automatically assumed we were rude, so they forgave us for it. No, but hey, I mean, I mean, I to, I'll be honest. The, the point I was going to make, we've gone completely off, so I'll cycle back. But the oh, trains, no. yeah. Trains, usually mad busy, but because of the coronavirus, apparently <clears throat> they've been super empty, which is, like, one of their, like, headline yeah, news articles is, like, the trains are, are empty. And it's, like, that is I'm insane. It's just key workers. Because I know a lot of um, businesses are just, like, working from home. Mm. Um, I was reading as well that... A lot of because we did speak last episode about salarymen and their work rates and how much they work. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, pretty much all those businesses because it's like ninety percent of Japanese males are salarymen. If you are not somebody, then you're a salaryman, which means you're working those mad hours and you have like a couple hours to yourself every night, which you spend doing karaoke or in a make cafe. Um, so like. All those businesses have been working from home, and apparently, efficiency and productivity is doing just as fine as it was when they were in the office. Yeah. And I know there was one company in particular the article was referencing I was reading, but I assume this is quite a generalized thing. Is like they're looking at like, well, maybe we don't need to keep up these crazy hours. Like maybe we can start um, looking at ways to split shifts and whatever, and keep this productivity, but also give our employees quality of life. Um. Because I know, obviously, the Olympics was meant to be held this year, and they were looking at trying to ease congestion anyway by doing that. Because tons of people are going to flood to Japan for the Olympics, um, and so it was a case of like, well, the trains are already full, as we've just mentioned. It's going to be chaos when the Olympics, Olympics arrive. Yeah. So they were looking at ways anyway to be like, well, how can we? ease the congestion on trains and stuff we're gonna have to stop people coming into work then the coronavirus hit and they've had to do that like they've been forced to do that and they've seen that it kind of is all right like it's still it's taking across still yeah happening. they were having yeah they so were fearing nothing essentially like they were scared of people working from home because just like productivity might halt but obviously now they've been forced to do it they haven't had a choice in the matter um so they thought originally but it's they've forced it and it's still been working fine so i mean i I was reading an article as well i think it might have been the same one actually and it said even um even though a lot of businesses like ceos and stuff projected negative impact on their business and they like thought it was gonna be a really bad idea for everyone to work at home they still followed it um i mean because they i mean there was no requirement to have to but 
to yeah. them mentally there was like to them mentally they're like well it's gonna impact our business negatively but we'll have to we can't be the only business that goes in and starts working again yeah but then i think when you see that it's like still working it's like you know also i think there's something to be said for having happy employees like oh god yeah. do more Producti- productivity goes up like if you're unhappy in your job you kind of just can't be bothered Mm. but then if you're happy regardless of how many hours you work like if you get someone that doesn't want to be there and you give them more hours they're going to be less productive than someone that is enjoying what they're doing and is on less hours because they'll just yeah. want to do it they'll um, be more eager to, think, to, to, uh, to get involved and to do more um, when it's they probably like it. part of it like they've got their freedom back a little bit and how, like I don't expect it to change when lockdown lifts it'll go back to how it always was but hopefully it's I mean, like in future like down the line they know now that it works and they can start implementing little changes and yeah so they'll probably go re- back to normal just to fix the economy up. but then after that I they'll, mean, they'll be have, able to they, be a bit more lenient it'll be too quick to change but then you also got to think all these ceos that are there now one day they're not going to be there mm. and these people that are salary men right now will one day be ceos and hopefully that generation are aware of like yeah. That it doesn't need to be the way it is now and things will change in like the years to come they'll look back that's and like be one like, of the worst things about japan i think yeah they'll look back and be like i remember that time when the, the country was still functioning despite a pandemic going on and the lockdown being a thing but i don't want my business to run like that so i'm gonna i'm gonna be yeah. a little bit more lenient with my employees and my work <clears throat> you would hope so which um, i mean that smooth that like trends nicely onto another article that i was reading which was uh in relation to the suicide rates um even that's gone now which obviously japan has one of the highest suicide rates through any yeah. country uh, and it was due to that like salary salary men working hours people were just working on a cycle and they were not happy with their lives so they were committing suicide and even non-stop. now there's no yeah, time for yeah like there's no time for social norms like we were saying last episode about the maid cafes and how it's just like a place for them to go and hang out and like ha- experience what it's like to have a friend which sounds super sad but it's also just normality for japan like, yeah that's normal they get like a few hours to themselves before they have to go home and sleep and then repeat the day but it's a lot less hours than what like any other culture would get yeah um it's, it's crazy but I guess because everyone's been in lockdown and they've been able to focus on their mental health, that it's it's you know it's had a knock-on effect to their suicide rates because people have been able to you know work on their mental health and they've not been feeling as bad and they've not been working as long hours, so they've been able to do more stuff. They've been able to um, focus on things they've wanted to focus on, and obviously, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. It's like they've been given their freedom back. Yeah, which is a good thing because it means that yeah. again. They'll want to keep this down. Like, the suicide rate's gone down. They'll want to keep it down. So they'll probably be like, right, what's causing the suicide rate to go down? Well, more time, more freedom. Let's give them that. And their argument, presumably, has always been, well, we can't afford to give them their time and their freedom because mm. we need to keep these businesses going. But now it's like, actually, you can afford to because yeah. the business is still going. They still go on less hours. They still go on when there's not as many staff in. Um, so feel free to. And then yeah. that will hopefully yeah, improve the, the country. Because so. I think that's like... There's a couple of things about Japan that, you know, could be better. Yeah. It's one of the greatest countries in the world. In fact, it's my favorite. But, like, 
you know, there's always stuff to improve on, and that's definitely one of them. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Even, like, it doesn't typically affect the tourist side of it either, but as a country, it's just, like, it's one of them you'd, you'd wish they'd do better on, purely because... So, like, my, my view on it is because everyone's so nice there, I'd want them to have a better life. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't want them to be working longer hours just to appease the people like me that are there. Like, if they want to go home to their families, go home to their families. I think, actually, a good example of this was our receptionist in the hotel. I remember seeing him oh. uh, one day in the morning um, as we were leaving to go to an attraction. And then later on, we came back, which was, like, I think, like, quite late like eight or nine o'clock he was still there and i was like i can't believe he would have gone home someone else would have replaced him for a few hours and then he's come back i can't imagine he'd do twice in one day so he must have been there the entire day and i was like is anyone even asking you stuff at 9 p.m like is anyone even actually needing you at 9 p.m like, well, so, where are we one time yeah when we remember we were trying to find a Liverpool game oh yeah what that, that wasn't 9 p.m though was it that was quite that was like that was later that was later than nine because we were looking for the pub. Yeah, we couldn't find the pub showing it. I remember we asked that guy on the way back on the bridge, but he didn't understand English. Oh yeah. And then we we got back to our hotel and we were like, I'll just ask the reception if they can phone because we were gonna phone the Footnick, weren't we? Oh yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. So that was pretty late. Yeah. If that was even later than nine and they were still there, and generally i would imagine doing nothing because there's no it was empty we basically walked in and we were like lads where's the footy on like but then even that like if we had if they hadn't have been there by the time we needed to ask them where this pub was or whatever i wouldn't have bothered i wouldn't have bothered i wouldn't have been i wouldn't know like it was angry. just a case of like well they're there so yeah you know we'll ask them see if they know but and if it was I knew... also purely because if they could speak english we knew that yeah so we tried to ask a guy on the bridge who he he probably been drinking anyway. Yeah, he didn't understand the word. Although, to be fair to him, didn't understand the word of English. Used to translate it to try and work out what I was saying so he could answer it. It didn't really work. <laughs> but <laughs> he had to go, counts, which is the main thought thing. Thought the counts, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it was just like, if I knew that that guy was working those hours purely just to appease the random tourists that want to know where the closest pub showing at English football game is. I'd be like, no, go home, go to your family, do whatever you need to do, have more hours. But obviously, yeah, I'm not a, a lot of hotels, fan. like where I've been anyway, abroad, there's like a time on reception where it closes. Yeah. That's, and then yeah. there's just no one there. And it's like, well, if you need reception, come back in the morning. But they're, they're just there. 24 7, I think. Yeah. yeah. And it does rotate. Like, I don't think that guy was there till the next day. <laughs> no. But... But he was there. Well, he must have had like he must have had a, long, a few hours, hours to himself because yeah. yeah, he was back again. Mm. It, like I'm assuming it's a rotating shift, but it's small. It's still mad yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah, which is sad. Even as a tourist, it's quite depressing because they're so nice that you want the best for them. Yeah, they're there just appeasing your random requests for an English football game. <laughs> It's important. <laughs> it was, to be fair, the time it was, but not really. It was important to us. It was, no, it was important. It was City and Liverpool. It was the biggest game of the season. Also, Minamino. Yeah. He's here now, so. He's, yeah. You know, shout out to him. Know you're watching. I, um, I bought the shirt Japan. recently. I haven't got it, but if I had it, it would be on now. Um, <laughs> Great. Photoshop the shirt onto it off. There you go. There's the shirt. Sorted. Welcome to Liverpool, lad. 
<laughs> we we love you. Please don't leave. Um, get us more Japanese yeah. players. <laughs> yeah, get a huge following going in Japan. So next time we go, everyone will know where the Liverpool game is, and it'll always be on. The thing is, as well, it's even before that, like even before me, you know, they apparently loved Liverpool. I can't yeah, remember yeah. why. So they've got they've got a couple of so they have um a supporters club, like an official supporters club there for LFC, which is apparently one of the biggest LFC supporters clubs outside of England in the world, which is pretty sick. Um, and they've got a few pubs in Tokyo that are just dedicated Liverpool pubs. It's not even like a sports bar. It's like Liverpool only. And I was speaking to a guy um, via YouTube like not that long ago about it because there's a documentary on YouTube, which we'll throw in the description if you're interested. Um, and I was speaking to a guy about it and he was saying that when a Liverpool game is on, the bar is only open to Liverpool fans. Which is also mad because we don't even do that in this country. Yeah. Like, it's like you get to the door and there's a bouncer and he's like, "Are you a fan though?" Yeah, <laughs> I don't know yeah. how they determine it. They're Whether there's like a little who, quiz. Who are you watching? Who are you supporting? <laughs> People probably just want yeah, to tell the truth. Yeah, because everyone's honest in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. They just don't want to lie. But, but that's it's... pretty cool because then you know it's a friendly environment and there's going to be no yeah. trouble and no one's going to kick off like. You can go somewhere. You can go and watch it where it's gonna be like-minded people, and you can just like hang out and watch mm. the game, which is sick. It's it's mad that they would entirely close down a whole um, audience that would probably give them quite a bit of money. To be fair, like yeah, well they're closing it to exclusively quite... Liverpool as opposed to every other you know football team. I mean, obviously there's only gonna be two playing that night, but you're still closing the entire pub down for the other side, like whoever that may be in Japan. I think they're quite uh, involved with Liverpool. Like I saw like, in that documentary, there's um, footage of them going over to Anfield and like they meet Oxley Chamberlain and stuff, and they're getting like all signed things. And it was at, at the time Chamberlain was injured, and they took him like a bunch of gifts and presents to try and help him get better. That's cool. Um, so he signed like a shirt for them and stuff, which I think is up in the pub. And hopefully, getting back to Corona, um, we are due to go back this year. Hopefully, that does happen. But it's literally like up in the air at the moment because of what everything that's going on. If we do go back, we'll be going to said pub and we'll hopefully see all that stuff. So that'd be pretty cool. And um, I don't know if you've watched our channels, separate channels, but we've been doing, um, I think I call mine Weaves on Tour, you call yours Rogue in Japan. We did a vlog series on them. Uh, we'll be doing that again, hopefully, if yeah. we go this year. So <laughs> you can watch it. You can watch us uh, go to this pub and see these things. Yeah, links to both our channels in the description if you want to check that out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely um, go see that if you're interested in Japan. And check out the old one as well because that might... There's some stuff we will do on that yeah. one that we don't do in the new one and same vice versa. There'll be stuff we do in the new one that we don't do in the old one. And they're all titled like in regards to what we did. So if there's something you're looking at specifically do it in Japan, go and take a look at the playlists and yeah. if you see if you see it in there, give it a watch. If not, check out the playlist for some ideas anyway like we did a lot it was a super busy trip so or there's a lot in there send us a message of places we can go yeah if there's somewhere we'll you're looking to do and we're interested in it as well we'll go to it and we'll see it for you hopefully and film it yeah and then if it sucks it's your fault <laughs> <laughs> yeah if it sucks we'll let you know <laughs> but we'll have saved you the trip, the money, and That's the true. time yeah. going there. So That's true, yeah. We'll save you the time and effort of going there and the money of going there as well, yeah. Although I will say, 
I can't think of any bad experiences we had. Um, uh, there wasn't. I'd say probably the worst one, but by no means was it bad. It was probably just Shinobi's Atto, but just because of how far away it was. <clears throat> oh yeah. But even that wasn't insanely bad. That wasn't like I that wasn't... area though. That area, I don't know, but it looks like it might be getting sort of popularized a little. Like commercialized there a isn't bit more. much there right now, but it looks like they might be building things on. I mean, it was just a huge empty island by the looks of it. Yeah, they it had seems that more sort like of... a suburb kind of area, like where you'd go to retire type of thing. But there was like yeah. a little theme park there, and obviously they had that giant park with Shinobi's Atto in it. I think they had some other stuff in that park as well. But generally, it looked pretty empty, like mm. just mostly trees. And I know they're expen- uh, expanding Shinobi's Atto, mm. like building the new areas onto that, uh, which we may go back if, if it's bigger and better by the time we get back there. Then and we'll we deem it worthy to go back and see that stuff. Then yeah. we'll go back and see it. But that's, you know, a big uh, if with the coronavirus holding all work at the minute. Getting back, before we touch on tourism, because we're going there. Yeah. Uh, just going back to businesses real quick. I was also reading that um, apparently, which I didn't know, Japan don't really utilize email or anything like that, despite being like one of the biggest like technologically advanced countries in the world they rely heavily on fax machines so apparently 80 percent of homes and businesses in japan still use fax machines because they apparently it's like an outdated um sort of like suspicion that if you use the internet for documents it's going to get hacked and they're going to steal all your trade secrets and stuff so uh, i think it's just like tradition has like yeah not gone away yeah and so they're still using fax machines, which they cannot do during quarantine because everyone's working from home and stuff. Mm. So they're having to utilize new technology. And I say new technology, it's like mad old technology. Yeah. But they're using hello. emails now. Um, so apparently, yeah, they they like to have physical documents, which they now can't do. And they're discovering that it's fine. So maybe that's another thing that'll change. They'll finally get rid of the fax machine. They also have... Um, I think it's called a Hanko stamp, which you will have definitely seen in like traditional uh, Asian movies or even in anime. It's the like it's the little stamp that they put on documents. It's like their seal. You know what I'm talking about? Like the Hokage will stick it on and yeah, 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 yeah. They they use that still in Japan for like official documents. It has to be printed out from a fax machine and then they stamp it and then they send that off. And that's like instead of signing a document. That's how you know it is officially coming from who it says it's coming from. Again, they can't do that because of quarantine. So now they're having to like do digital signatures, and they're discovering that that is fine. Also, that's, that's so, strange. That I would never yeah, thought. Mad. Like, because Japan's like technologically more advanced than most other nations and, and countries, that they'd still be using stuff like the fax machine. It's normally them that make it all as well. Yeah, like, they yeah. make all these technological advancements and then don't use them. <laughs> They're like, we made tradition. this thing, do you want to use it? But don't you want it? Nah, nah, we're fine, fine. We've got fax machines. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> What's mad, though, it kind of parallels the city in a way because it's a mix of, like, present-day slash futuristic stuff next to yeah. tradition. Yeah, yeah, So it's yeah, like heavily. they've got these big buildings and businesses, but they're still using fax machines. And then at the same time, you walk around Tokyo... Tokyo is a super futuristic looking city, but then you can go around a corner and there's like a little temple hidden away between like two skyscrapers, which is mad, but it's like, it sort of parallels that in a way. Like 
tradition hasn't gone away from Japan. It's like no, it's still seeping in. Yeah, it's still. Which I is think pretty cool to see. They're too. It's almost sacred to them, isn't it? It's like kind of respectful of their past. Um, uh, I don't want to say traditions, Heritage? but the similar similar word to a synonym for traditions, whatever. But it's like, yeah, one of the one of the things we saw was right next to our hotel, which was surrounded by these huge skyscrapers and buildings, as James just said, there was a little temple right next to it. Yeah. And it was weird to see, like, I think... And it was... The thing is, it wasn't like a... a I mean, to some people, it might have been normal, but there was still... there was I saw Asian people there taking pictures of it. Yeah, but we don't know. Like, they could have travelled from, you know, outside of Tokyo. Yeah, true, yeah. But so yeah, for the, it's strange. like if we go to London and we take pictures of stuff. Yeah, I it's suppose, like well, you're yeah. English. Why are you taking photos of that? Yeah, I suppose. But, I think yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. Is one of the things that I kept telling people when we first got back was how weird it was that you could be in this proper futuristic city with like these TV screens on top of buildings and you know these mad designed uh, skyscrapers, and then you'd you'd go five minutes on a train and see these proper traditional little towns with like these like little temples and and you know oriental design houses and things it was weird it was weird it was like going on a delorean but on a train back in time it's kind of like everyone's ideal image of japan mm. uh and it's still there and you can definitely still see it kyoto is like a great place to go and see like traditional japan but it's even more jarring to see it in Tokyo because Tokyo looks super futuristic. Yeah. It's like the cyberpunk city, basically. It's what everyone imagines. And there's just like little temples hidden between buildings and stuff. It's like it's cool, I think. Yeah. Like um the Samurai Museum where James got a sword and I almost got mine at F in the chat for that. Uh, that was surrounded by these huge buildings and arcades with these mad glowing lights and and you know posters everywhere of like new films coming out and even the Godzilla hotel was right next to it and then it was just this little tiny shop based on the history and uh, oh it's not me Mike based on the history and um, culture of samurai old age samurai and they had like the traditional sliding doors curtains everything like that and it was just this weird it was like someone had copied a shop from a proper traditional town in the past and pasted it over a, a building in futuristic Tokyo. It was weird. Um, in regards to that as well, I'll, we'll throw in the description the name of it because I can't remember off the top of my head. But if you're going to go there, they do a like tour because it is a museum as well. It's just a shop where you can buy swords and armor. Mm. And I don't know if this happens every time or if I got really lucky the year I went, but when I did the tour, they had an actual samurai, like, because it's still something that is practiced yeah. in Japan, not like in Tokyo, but like further out towards like Osaka. In fact, they even have a school in Osaka where you can go and practice it. They the had a samurai. Ways, isn't it? Yeah, they had a samurai there, and he did like a little lesson in like how you sort of like would hold the sword, how you swing the sword. That thing that Graham was going crazy about the other day where they shake the blood off, he was teaching you how to do that as well. Um, which is pretty sick. I don't know if that's like a normal thing that happens every time we go on the tour or whether I just got lucky and he happened to be visiting so they got him in. Yeah. Uh, but definitely go and check it out because it's cool. Yeah, I would have liked to have done that if we had more time, if we weren't planned up for all of our days we were there. Maybe we'll do it this year if we go, hopefully. Yeah. Because um, it'd be sick to do that. 
I mean, we, we, I was planning on going back to the Samurai Museum to buy some something anyway, but if we can do this tour as well, that'd be sick. Yeah, get that kunai with chain. Yes. Sickle. Sickle <laughs> with chain. Oh, yeah, but kunai with chain. Kunai with chain would be cooler, to be fair. Um, when you were saying that, when you were saying like the traditional like samurai is still practice, do you reckon that's kind of like similar to our like London has the beef eaters, but they're not really needed anymore? Yeah, like I don't think they do anything, but I I do know there's like a big festival that goes on. Um, I'm not sure when it is, but I want to say September, where they put on like a show, like they'll do like a big samurai march, and they'll have all traditional things out like stores and they'll be selling food as though it was like back in like Edo, Japan and they'll do like they'll put on like a fake battle that you can like watch and stuff which I think would be pretty sick to That'd see. That'd be quite cool. Like, yeah. I've never been at the right time to go and see it but I've read about it and it sounds awesome. Like, That'd be cool. I think that's kind of all they do. I think they practice it because also like geishas still exist in Japan mm. and that's like a whole lifestyle that they're still living and they still practice it. I think it's the same with the samurais like it, it is a job to them like it's their life that they practice that art but they're not like warriors anymore it's not like the japanese army is summarized no no like, they're not they needed still, for combat anymore in that sense they're probably kind of like our beef eaters then because they're not they don't be our beef eaters aren't used in war by any means and i don't even think they're actually like the queen's bodyguards by any means i think they're just like trained officers probably but yeah it's more for tra- uh, tradition and for um historical purposes so, yeah to keep tradition alive and also it's basically become like a touristy thing yeah not even just for like tourists coming outside of japan like which it is because like i say we want to see it it sounds Mm -hmm. awesome but even if you live in japan like and you're growing up now it's part of history that you never got to experience but it's cool and you can go and see it at least yeah you can go and see like they're still keeping it alive what your um nation's history used to practice basically so but sort of still do practice like it's not even false it's like they're totally doing it it's still, doing still it. doing it the same way it's just different reasons to why they're doing it now there's also a ninja school in japan i think you can go and like watch lessons happening can you in, join uh, osaka can we become ninja uh, i hope so <laughs> i mean we should go and check it out and then request just be like yeah. so what have i got to do just to be just be the dumb tourist and be like so what have i got to do to be a ninja I'm sliding some yen across the table, which is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we go on the first day and then we can offer all of our yen. Yeah. Just yeah. to be a ninja. And if that's not enough, then at least we know it's, you know, we we tried. Yeah, we, we've tried our best. If it is enough, um, then there'll be no more of these podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Our existence from the internet will cease. Like, even in So if we disappear, then we're ninjas. If we'd ever disappear from the internet, yes, that's how I want to yeah. go. Even after I die, I, I don't die. I become, I've become a ninja, an immortal ninja. Well, it's that we've said it now, so yeah, there we go. If we do disappear, that's where we are. Don't come looking for us, we're ninjas. <laughs> we'll find you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um, we should probably cycle back to. Oh, I keep hitting me, Mike. I'm so sorry, audience. Uh, I do it all the time. I need to stop. I need, I need to get used to yeah. not waving my hands about when I talk. I need to stop doing all this shit. Um, yeah. Just before we say go off completely, because we've kind of gone away from the coronavirus thing, which isn't too bad, but uh, I, I mean, kind it's of... It's a podcast, it's what happens. Yeah, it's what happens. If you're expecting an entirely coronavirus-functioning uh, podcast, good luck finding that. Um, what are you putting at? 
You touch him. Check out my wrist. Oh. Oh, that's an inside joke there. If you, you know, shout out to JJ. Are you watching? Uh, anyway, yeah. one thing I wanted to do is compare our numbers to Japan's numbers in terms of the coronavirus. Because oh, yeah. this I was is to do that, and I forgot. To, this yeah, is so. mental. So obviously, um, we'll start off with. Uh, we'll start off with. Um, should we start off with Japan or, or UK? We'll do UK. So. In the UK, yeah, because it's gonna hit bigger when we yeah. find out how different it is. So in the UK, who haven't actually had a full-on lockdown, it's kind of been a half-assed one, um, where people can go and choose to do whether or not they want to do the lockdown or not. It's up to them. Uh, we have had confirmed cases two hundred and thirty-seven thousand, with an unsure amount recovered apparently, and thirty-eight thousand three hundred and seventy-six confirmed deaths due to the coronavirus. How much was that? How many deaths? Three thirty-eight thousand three hundred and seventy-six deaths. Thirty-eight thousand. Biggest in Europe, I think. Biggest in Europe combined, actually. I think it's all of the all of Europe's confirmed deaths. I think ours are still bigger. I believe. That and could when be false. Spain was like, was like the worst one, and we were all like, "We're not going to be like Spain. We're going to learn our was, lesson." I don't think it was Spain, was it? It was, wasn't it? Italy. Because they I they Spain. went. Into, I think it was Italy because they went into lockdown like. Almost immediately after China, I think it might have been. Yeah, Venice. it was the one that it was the one that came like after China. Yeah, I think it might have been Italy. You thinking of because Venice was locked down. But either of, way, we were like mates went there and then came back and then a week later they locked it down. Yeah, we were like, oh, we're gonna learn our lesson because they've done it terribly. Like it's gonna be fine when it reaches here. We'll sort it out. It, that couldn't have gone any more wrong. That's like the moment where it's like do 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 And it's just perfect music for bloody Boris Johnson, by the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, you could just imagine him bopping about with his little hair flapping. <laughs> oh god, yeah. That's Shout out to Boris Night Watching. I mean, I'm I'm still not entirely convinced that he actually did get the coronavirus. I'm pretty sure they just falsified that to get him off the screen to stop him from spreading <laughs> bad information. I mean, he's not done a great job. No, definitely not. I remember one interview he said that he was going around shaking all the hands of coronavirus like volunteers and stuff, and then he was like, yeah, but I'm not going to get the coronavirus, and then two weeks later, he allegedly gets the coronavirus, and it's like, how dumb can you be? But anyway. And then, even, like, yeah, we probably shouldn't talk about, no. <laughs> about a Boris on the Japanese podcast. No, let's let's move on yeah. to uh, Japan's case. basically... Anyway. You know, I don't want to get political, but real quick, fuck Boris Johnson. And Donald Trump. Both have yeah. handled this awfully. Uh, but anyway, cycling quickly on to Japan's confirmed. Uh, so ours was 200 and... I, I keep hitting my mic. 273,000 confirmed cases. Japan, in comparison, have had 16,804 confirmed. So that is... Still quite a high number, but significantly less than ours. And uh, don't they have well, a much higher popular, uh, population? Yeah, way well? higher. They got one of the biggest in the world. And that's per area as well. Like Japan's not a, a huge country, but it's got a mad amount of people in it. So mm. they're all close together. And like you'd think it was a breeding ground for any sort of virus. Yeah, as you disease. said, with the trains like being so busy all yeah. the time and uh, even just walking around, it's like... A, trying to navigate through a maze because there's so many people. But, um, but I believe Japan 
went into lockdown uh, with less than 10 cases of the virus. So it's like I think it was they got 10 confirmed. I'm sure it was 10 when they started the lockdown. It, it might be. I might be wrong. But yeah, it Which was a is like, number. That's how it should be, though. Hmm. Especially like how because it should have been everywhere. They like every every country has had this like warning. Like Italy was the first to go into lockdown after China, I believe, and that should have been everyone's warning. That should have been like, right, okay, Italy has done it. We need to do it now. I mean, probably the fact that everyone was dying in China should have been uh, the warning. I mean, it should have been. It should have been. Obviously but at, not. at least like Italy's lockdown should have been a second the warning. Italy for like the western world because it was like oh it's hit europe finally and it people are still dying like let's prepare for this but whatever no i guess we didn't 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 work obviously um yeah so according to the stats so far at least of recording this which is on the 31st of may uh the converted cases was 16,804 they recovered was 14,406 which has left there to be 886 deaths Compare that to our 38,000 deaths. So what's that? 886 confirmed deaths? Yeah. Total. Less so than less than 1,000. Mad. For a highly, highly populated and small country. Yeah, dense population. Tons of them in a small area. Mm-hmm. And they've managed to handle it way better than us. And it's not even through an enforced lockdown, because they can't enforce a lockdown, allegedly. They're just that But they did it. Clever. Yeah. Not Turns out they're smart enough to realise that if you stay away from each other during a pandemic, you can't spread the disease. Who'd have thought? Like, Who'd have thought that? I didn't think that was possible. So. Madness. Turns out it is. Absolute insanity. But, you know, Primark's opening, so go and get your Goku t-shirts. This isn't even from Primark, but you can get one similar to it, so. Yep, fact. So, you know, get yourself down there, get yourself your Goku and your Corona at the same time. It's a bargain deal. Two for the price of one? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Shout out to Primark, by the way. <laughs> oh my God, Thanks for opening up during lockdown. That's good. Yeah, definitely. Cheers, lads. Now, if you don't know what Primark is, because you're not from the UK, it is a cheap clothing line, which is um, not essential. Not an essential way. But very, very popular. But very so popular. popular, in fact, that people are losing their minds over the fact that they can now go back yeah. to Primark on Monday. In fact, in the which UK, is what, tomorrow, the same day they announced the ease up of lockdown, which was the fifteenth of June, alongside that date, Primark was also trending on Twitter with it. Yeah, people are excited. Less than twenty four hours, the countdown is on. Yeah, Primark is on its way. Primark's on its way, lads. Speaking of like stuff, like popular things that people are excited about. Um, over in Japan, like it's hitting tourism, like pre- obviously, like it's locked down. You can't even go to Japan right now, but that's a huge part of their economy. Yeah, that is taking a massive hit over Corona, and probably the biggest one of all is the fact that the Olympics was meant to be this year in Tokyo, mm-hmm. which was gonna be like they've been preparing for that for like so long. Yeah, I remember hearing it about was- it like the stadium being built or something like four or five years ago something mad like that yeah, it's such like a huge honor and platform to host the olympics because you get to have like your like your own um acts that like do all the like the halftime shows and the closing opening ceremonies and stuff which like it's a platform like the whole world is watching 
It's an amazing platform Which, for your country. Which can I just interject to say, for Japan's version of that would have been insane as well, because it would have been a mix of traditional and new elements as well, new age elements. Well, that's the thing. Like they've been planning for it for years, and I know that like when the virus first like came about, they kept saying over and over again, "It's still happening." Like yeah. we're still doing the Olympics. We've spent way too much money on this. We can't cancel it, and it's come down to it. They've cancelled it. Like it's not happening this year. No. Well, it's delayed. It's being rescheduled for next year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still happening in Japan. It's going to mm. happen next year, which is probably the best solution. Yeah. Because um, they, at least they're still getting it. But I guess it just means no Olympics this year, which is mad. Yeah. It's, yeah. Again, like, that's going to have impacted the economy big time because they've been paying a lot of money to prepare that, and now it's not happening. So they're not going to recoup that money till next year. Yeah, they were so hoping uh, like for a massive surge hole. in tourism for an Olympics, yeah. really, so... Obviously, that can't happen now. It's been delayed till next year, but they'll probably need that money back as soon as possible, which cycles nicely onto um, a thing me and James have been showing quite often in recent times, which apparently oh, yeah. uh, they are offering... Now, I don't know how legit this is because we're still yet to read into it ourselves, but it's worth mentioning just in case anyone isn't aware of it. They are allegedly uh, prepared to offer you... Uh, it says half, but potentially a, a percentage of your trip to go to Japan. So if you want to plan holidays to Japan, they will probably reimburse you a percentage of the trip. It says half. Yeah, so it's like it's like some government scheme to sort of like kickstart tourism again yeah. once lockdown lifts. So understandably, people are going to be a bit sort of nervous about visiting Asia because it's where the virus came from. But it's also worth mentioning they're doing the best out of yeah, the entire planet on yeah. getting doing rid of it. Way so, better than most you know, Western countries. If you're gonna go anywhere, probably go to Asia. To be honest, mm. it's kind of like that. Like you're gonna get away from mentality here. of like, um, when you fail first, you're probably the best to encounter the issue again because you'll know what to do with it. But yeah, well, I, well China sorted it out pretty quick, didn't they? Yeah, and I think they're on the verge, or they have just created a a vaccine that is like ninety nine percent successful or something. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. That's, so that's cool. Whether or not they sell that to the world or whatever, I might still be in testing, but apparently it's mm. it's there. So they'd probably have an obligation to release it to the world, wouldn't they? Yeah, they'd probably be pressured. I know many. That. I know we're working on it as well. I think like every country has got like probably yeah. We're probably all working, working together as well. So. Well, you would hope so. Although Trump yeah. probably is. Yeah, well, yeah, well, he disbanded. Trump probably can't wait to get a vaccine so he can sell it to everyone else. Well, he didn't he disband support for uh, the World Health Organization? Didn't he suspend the relations for US and the World Health Organization recently? Sounds like something he did. So, although America, they've got bigger problems. Well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, they've just got a lot of problems right this now. This has revealed so. a bigger problem, basically. Absolute shit show over there. Yeah. But anyway, back, to back to Japan. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Yeah, tourism in Japan. They're prepared to apparently pay for part of your trip to go back to jumpstart their tourism economy again. Um, so we're definitely going to look into that. I assume it's yeah. probably going to be... Probably not half. And if it is half, it's no, probably I just don't... half of flights. That sounds or accommodation. Half, like Um. Yeah. To be honest, I'd settle for just even a percentage of like the flights back, but it would make sense to do. I mean, honestly, right now I'd settle for just getting there. Yeah, I would. It's yeah, still definitely. up in there whether we're yeah. gonna get there or not. So I'd settle for just going. To be honest, but if we can get some money back, it would help because it would also help their economy because it would give us more money to spend while we're there. 
which is the plan. Which like, is the plan. if we if we do get anything back, it's just going back into like yeah money that we can spend there. So yeah, definitely. I I'm not gonna be so taking that money back. And going it's gonna out. work. It's Japanese government. Now you're watching. Do it. So we'll stick the subtitles down here. <laughs> that, that'll be a job for Jake. <laughs> oh God, no! Please don't do that. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. But yeah, do it. It it's gonna work. We have to check the validity of it first, but yeah, hopefully that is a thing that they decide to do yeah. and take off. If, if it is a thing, we will look into it. Um, if it is like valid and an actual thing, we'll stick it in the description. We'll put the forum so anyway in the description for this one, and then we'll probably confirm the. Validity yeah, we of should it do like a episode. a link dump really where we anything we talk about if there is a link to it and they want to read more, it's down there. Yeah, definitely. But uh, tourism in general there's like there's tons of it in japan like disneyland's closed all the theme parks are closed like pretty much everything we did is closed right now and there's tons of money there that they're losing mm. so that's where this whole thing is coming from this whole scheme yeah because like i think it's like one of their biggest sources of income like other than that japan is just skyscrapers and businesses and stuff so it's kind of like a big deal to them I know, well, like, every country has tourism, but what have we got? Like, the Buckingham Palace. Yeah, great. we've got, like, Buckingham Palace, the London Eye. You could technically say the Houses of Parliament, but that's, like, not really. But even all, all that, none of that generates income. Like, it brings people into the country, yeah, but it's not, like, a paid attraction. Apart from the London so, Eye. Yeah, I think Japan's, like, a big, big tourist hotspot. It's also, it's one of them countries, it's on everyone's bucket list. I imagine it's on your bucket list if you're watching, like... If you're watching this Everyone podcast, it should be. Like, what are you doing yeah. on this podcast if it's not on your bucket list? Yeah, for sure. Really so, but yeah, so, they've, yeah, they've got way more like touristy attractions. Like, yeah. So we've got like Buckingham Palace in London Eye. They've got like the Sky Tree, Tokyo Tower, Disneyland, Universal. They've got so Shinobi Zato. They've got so many things like that. We've got like Alton Towers, and then Buckingham Palace, London Eye. That's the only thing things I can think of that are like that. Yeah. Speaking of tourist attractions in Japan, um, I don't know exactly when we're going to start this. If we figure out a date before the next episode, then again, it'll be in the description. But we are planning, as we've just mentioned earlier, we went to Japan last year. We've got the whole vlog series if you want to check that out. But we are planning on doing a series of episodes on this podcast of sort of like what we're going to call like things to do in the different areas of Japan, so like things to do in Shinjuku, things to do in Akihabara, and things so to do on. In Osaka, we're gonna yeah. go out, yeah. We're gonna go outside of Tokyo as well. We're gonna go to Osaka. We're gonna go to Kyoto. So, if you are planning on going to Japan, or you've never been to Japan and you're looking for things to do there, you know, stay tuned, subscribe, make sure that you check all that out. Yeah, it's coming. We'll also have like special episodes where we focus on a particular fan base of yeah. things. So, like, um, things to do in ghibli special or pokemon special where it's like anything pokemon related will list the areas yeah. where things are anything ghibli related will list the and we did a lot things are. So. yeah yeah and um disneyland as well mm-hmm. that's because that's going to be a big one lots of thought Universal. about it so yeah yeah so stay, stay tuned, tuned for all that stuff for them They'll you definitely. may or may not see morgan involved in them once <laughs> who knows maybe we've replaced her with someone who's put their cv in the yeah, comments maybe below. maybe you'll see yourself in them once. Maybe you can join us. Yeah. Th- there'll be an empty slot, face cam slot above me now. That could be you in there. Insert face here. 
that could be you. Who knows? <laughs> Slap the mic. <laughs> Sorry. I keep doing it. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> but yeah, this has been a, a weird... It's Honestly, it's been a difficult episode to film, to be honest, because there's only so much we can talk about when nothing's going on. But yeah, I feel like we've done it quite well, luckily. It's worth mentioning. There's, there's been a few things in there that I think have been worth mentioning. Yeah, so. definitely. Even just for comparison. Hopefully it's, is, yeah. it's been of interest to someone. Yeah. Hopefully. But those um, those things they're doing certainly will be. Yeah, and we're going to try so. and get them out as soon as possible as well. Um, yeah. We obviously just want it to be relevant, and we obviously still want information to change. So we're going to try and make them pretty much just as soon as possible, really. But Yeah. yeah. Nice and detailed as well. Yeah. Like, this is going to... I mean, we want it to be a source of, like, inspiration for anyone planning to travel to Japan or even if you've been before, I'm sure there's going to be things that we did that you might not have known existed or whatever. Um, yeah. I think we were talking about maybe doing a special on just, like, if you're an otaku, mm. the, the different things you could do all over Japan, like, not just in one area, but, like, we'll do definitely a special episode on that because there is, like, tons tons of stuff out there, some big, some small, Yeah. but you're likely to miss some of it. So, you know, definitely use it as a, a medium to arrange your trip if you're planning one and because we've done the experience before as well it'll be like helpful to get like insider information where it's not just reading something off a page yeah. like we'll, we'll tell you the best places to uh to get certain me- methods of transport so obviously we said uh shinobi zato was a bit of a nightmare to get to we can tell you the best way on how to get there that wasn't our way which was a spider death trap yeah we've been through all the all the shit so for you specifically yeah specifically yeah yeah we definitely had it in mind when yeah. we were doing it yeah so. definitely it wasn't just us falling yeah, I'm not, into that position by mistake but whatever i'm not a big fan of spiders but uh you know i did it for you audience yeah. so uh yeah so we'll give you the best information that's set as well that is set for 100 set so i just got the jake seal of approval it is the best information yeah, that's got that's got our hanko stamp on it so you know it's legit mm-hmm. definitely I think that will probably... Even during Corona, we've Hanko stamped that one. <laughs> I'll put a stamp on screen. <laughs> um, that'll probably wrap us up nicely for, for the hour, yeah. I think. Um, yeah, I think we've pretty much got everything we wanted to talk about across. Uh, hopefully, if it's not... If the next episode isn't the things to do in, hopefully there's at least some more news and some things are going on with the world. Because um, I believe Japan are due to lift their state of emergency. Um, status shortly so hopefully stuff starts moving again so stay tuned for the next episode yep. thanks for watching thank you for watching Matt done it Matt done it